Welcome to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. This is Luke Stampini here with Blake Alderman as well from Swamp 24-7. Blake, some breaking news tonight. Florida Gators 2019 four-star linebacker signee Dewan Black announced that he's going to have to go the junior college route. This is kind of something we always thought was very possible throughout his whole process. Just kind of walk us through um, just his recruitment and when we first started hearing that he had academic uh, hurdles to clear. You know, it's funny. This is something that it's it's always been a concern. You know, he originally committed to uh, to Mississippi State, was committed to Dan Mullen there, flipped to Ole Miss, and then he started – Florida, obviously, it looked like this was happening. He was coming on a visit for Friday Night Lights. It looked like it was going to happen. And just all the digging we've done, even back then, it just seemed like there were really tight academic concerns. Could a good senior year help? That was always the question. Now that the dust has kind of settled here, obviously he didn't make it, and he fell short there. Yeah, and it, it he's a talented player. Um, I, I guess there's probably perception issues right now as far as – it's like one hit after another for the Florida Gators these past two plus weeks, and this is just the latest. Absolutely, you know, it's like we, we the the term it's never as good as it seems, it's mm-hmm. never as bad as it seems. But this week, the last couple of weeks have definitely not been fun if you're a Florida Gator fan. Yeah, with Dewan though, he if he could have got in, Florida was going to get a, a very talented prospect, six foot three and a half, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Super athletic, a guy that started his career as a safety wide receiver, eventually grew into a linebacker. Was it worth the risk knowing that perhaps you could get this elite talent uh, on campus or, you know, were there too many red flags there to waste an initial counter on signing him? I don't know. It's kind of one of those things to where it's it's almost like a two point conversion in a game. If, if you make it and it's great. You're the man, you know. You you you're the smartest person in the world, and if you don't, then it, you have egg on your face. And I think that this is kind of the same situation because, you know, I think when Florida went through the process of kind of vetting him, having him come down, checking everything out, obviously they followed him throughout his, his senior year while he was down here in Florida. So I think they had an idea that obviously this was something, but I, I think for them to put as much effort into, it, I mean, they had to think that there was a chance at least, you know, when you kind of pull everything back and look at you know, under the hood, if you will, you know, I, I think this was something that they expected, but obviously again, you know, the effort you put in there, you know, a guy who's highly talented. I mean, this is a guy who was a, a cusp five-star guy in the summer, didn't play his entire senior year and still ranked somewhere in the top 50. I mean, that just shows that he's a talented player to not play an entire year and still get that, you know, that recognition is come when it comes to ranking. Yeah. I guess the big issue here though, is now you don't, you, you know, he's not enrolling this summer. He's not going to be a part of your team this uh, fall. And his recruitment starts back up. So if he goes to junior college and and lights it up once again, he's going to have all these top schools coming after him once again. Perhaps maybe Florida sticking uh, with him through his senior season will resonate with him and and keep him wanting to to attend Florida. But now that, you know, he's he's heading JUCO, his recruitment starts all over again. Absolutely. Now, I think here now you're at a risky crossroad now because – Dan Mullen and the staff at Mississippi State, they were known to dip into JUCOs in Mississippi. Obviously, I'm sure those ties still are there. But now it's, do you want to stick him in there where you may have some ties with the guy, but you're putting him back in the state of Mississippi to where he's got Ole Miss, he's got Mississippi State, you know, he's got the chance to 
again, maybe be close to home with family and whatnot. So I, I think it's risky. You know, do you put him in the state of Mississippi and hope that maybe some guys you know kind of keep him there, keep him solid if you want to continue to recruit him? Or do you stick him somewhere else and just kind of play keep away if you want to? I mean, obviously he's highly regarded. People are going to find him. But, you know, putting him in the state of Mississippi could be risky. Yeah, no doubt. Mississippi and Ole Miss do a good job in, down there. Um, all the powers kind of dip into those Mississippi JUCOs, though. Alabama will go in there, LSU. Everyone will go in there and, and try to pick off a player here and there. So now this brings Florida's 2019 signing class. They originally signed 25 prospects. With the transfer of cornerback Chris Steele and the transfer of quarterback Jalen Jones in the past couple weeks, this now brings Florida's uh, class to 22 incoming prospects. Uh, on signing day back in February, Florida finished with the number nine overall recruiting class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Team Recruiting Rankings. If you jump in on our 24-7 Sports class calculator, remove these three guys, that drops Florida down to number 14 overall. I guess, what are your thoughts on these defections, and how much do they hurt this recruiting class? You know, I think if I had to pick one, obviously I think Jalen Jones is probably the one that hurts the least, just from you, you have some guys there, you have a guy in 2020. But again, it's expected every year to sign a quarterback to kind of keep the web and flow of your roster good there. You don't you usually want any gaps or anything like that. So, yeah, that hurts there. But the, all, all of these guys, these are guys that positioned a need for Florida. Obviously, Florida needed to, you know, kind of revamp that linebacker position. Uh, the overall just room there, you know, you have David Reese who's gone after this year. And it, there's just not a lot of guys, you know, just to be frank. And that was one that, you know, this is a you know, this is a really talented guy that Florida's getting. And I know he's listed as an inside linebacker, but he's really athletic. I think you could kind of move him around there and kind of plug and play him. So, I mean, you're losing a really good player. And on top of that, too, another depth, Chris Steele, you know, he was, you know, getting starting looks uh, during the spring football season there. So, you know, I, I think it hurts. You know, I think all these guys, when you look at it, do hurt. You know, some hurt more than others. But overall, you know, these are positions that are expected, that Florida expected to fill this cycle. I think you hit it on the head with the depth. It's the depth that hurts the most. Um, Chris Steele, very talented on his own. The Gators needed to sign a lot of cornerbacks this class. They did. Individually, one-on-one, -on -one, Chris Steele, you could probably replace with Kyrie Elam, right? But you need that depth. Uh, and that's what separates the national powers to that kind of next crop of teams that are on the cusp of competing for national championships, but not quite there. And I think you do the same there at linebacker with Dewan Black. Dewan Black and Tyron Hopper, man-to-man -man individually, they're very similar, but you would like the depth and that they would bring if they both came in. Uh, Tyron Hopper, also obviously another uh, super athletic linebacker. And, uh, you know, just overall, um, you know, the depth is the concern uh, when you start losing guys like this off of off your recruiting glasses. Sure. You know, it may not hurt this year. Those guys, you expected them to get their feet wet. But, you know, next year we could we could be singing a different tune. And. In addition to all this, Florida suffered, was it now three decommitments in the 2021 class? I'm of the opinion that 2021, they're rising juniors. Uh, it's not a huge deal, but again, it goes back to that kind of perception with all this negative news just hitting Florida and Florida uh, time and time again these past two weeks. Uh, that Those decommitments didn't help the perception, the national perception, just the buzz surrounding Florida right now. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're a member of Swamp 24-7, you've heard us, you know, these 2020 commits. 2021 commits they're solid ish but you know they're still reporting all their offers they're still taking visits you know they they never really truly were going to shut down the recruitment and and, you know then you have college coaches coming in your campus every other day every day you know all these new offers coming out you're so great you're so great you should open things up you know i think some of these kids just want to see what's out there and a lot of these offers and, and opportunities aren't there until a later date so you know 2021 i don't know it, it breeds the question you know are you in the position to tell these kids no when they want to jump on board early and do you make the chance of not taking it later or do you take it you know i'm under the belief that i don't think florida's in the position right now to tell these kids no but i think fans should temper their expectations and know that these kids probably aren't super solid yeah it's a they're just reserving a, a spot that's all these these super early commitments are for the most part um, the, the two Vanguard, Ocala Vanguard prospects, uh, defensive end, Bryce Langston, wide receiver, Trevante Rucker, who recently decommitted that, that feels like it's been in the works a while. Uh, and it just seems like maybe the Chris Steele situation kind of expedited this, the, the decision, I guess, uh, or it was a convenient excuse to, to use to decommit. But man, when I, I spoke to both of those players, it kind of felt like, yeah, eventually this they're going to open this back up and they're going to really get their money's worth out of this recruitment and just kind of go visit schools and, and be recruited and go through the whole process. Absolutely. You know, I think what the pair of Langston and Rucker took two visits to Florida State, I believe. I believe Rucker was at Miami spring game and they were talking about Penn State and this, that and the other and new offers coming here and there and everywhere. And you know, you know, you're obviously leaving the door cracked when you take a lot of visits. You're leaving the door really cracked open for a lot of these schools to come in and change your mind. So, you know, I mean, the lucky silver lining, if you want to call it, is that these guys are right up the road from Florida. So they obviously have the resources and they're easy to get to and easy to get to Gainesville. So, you know, you just have to keep after them. Moving on to the 2020 class, which is the most important class right now for Florida and moving forward. Those guys are entering their senior season. Uh, they're going to start taking official visits and the, the bulk of that class is going to be in place uh, for for a lot of these teams heading into the fall camp. Right now, Florida's 2020 recruiting class sits number eight in the country. After being number five, uh, I want to I counted it up earlier today. I think eight days ago they were number five. A couple of their teams have received commitments to jump the Gators. Back to Ocala Vanguard, there's some rumblings about Leonard Manuel, whether he's going to stick in Florida's class or not. He's currently Florida's highest rated commitment. He's planned some other visits. What are your feeling on Leonard Manuel right now with the notion that the Florida Gators are commitment number three for him? He had Tennessee and Miami previously. You know, I think you don't want to like to hear that a guy who, again, is on his third commitment is planning to take more than one visit. I, I, you know, it's always, uh, I'm going to take one visit, but you know, I could take up to three to four visits. You know, I, I think you have to worry then. Yeah. Leonard Manuel mentioned uh, the other week that he was going to take an official visit to Ole Miss, uh, official visit to Penn state. I guess the Penn state visit is already locked in and June, 22nd. June, yeah, June 21st, somewhere around there. Uh, he also talked about potentially taking a Miami visit, a team that he was previously committed to. It's a school that he had visited earlier this off season. And as well, uh, the the Florida official visit that he said he would save for later in the day. Uh, I'm sorry, later in the year. So third commitment to Florida, still planning to take his full allotment of official visits. Uh, you know, it, it's shaky ground there moving forward. You're still going to have to recruit and battle for him. 
you know, for the for the most part, though, he does say the right things. Committed to Florida again. This was a guy who practically lived on campus last fall. He's continued to show up there, so a lot to like there. But you know, you you're gonna have to stay on this guy. Just be, I mean, it's shown you have to. Tell, ask the other three school or the, excuse me, the other two schools <laughs> he's begins to. Me. I'm sure they'll tell you that. So with these defections in the 2019 class, how important is it to address those positions in the 2020 class? Uh, we already have the Florida Gators already have a commitment from quarterback Anthony Richardson. Kind of fits Dan Mullen's mold. I, I'm not convinced that they'll go after a second commitment, but at cornerback and at linebacker, what do they need to do uh, in, in 2020 to fill those now holes that are there from 2019? You know, I think the thing that, and we've mentioned it on here before, it's it's a unlucky position for Florida to need a cornerback. And it's not a great in-state crop this year. You know, Florida is in it for four-star Ethan Pouncey out of Winter Park. He visited. Uh, he's visited twice this spring for both for the junior days, February and March. So, I mean, he, he's played on a seven-on-seven seven team for Kiwan Ratliff, who is now on Florida staff. So there's ties, and obviously he's offered. And he, he's a huge priority now for Florida because not only is he a top 100 prospect, but he, I believe he's the top corner in the state of Florida for, for 2020. So it's a guy that you need to circle and you need to make, if you're not making him a priority already, he needs to be now. Yeah. And Florida already has a cor- uh, cornerback commit and Avery Helm out of Texas, a four-star prospect there, but heading into this cl- class, you are probably like, well, one qu- high end quality corner would, would suffice. Now it's starting to look like Florida's going to need two quality corners. And, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Ethan Pouncey's one, but you know, right now it seems like he may be leaning towards Auburn. We'll see. It doesn't seem like he's in, in any rush to make a decision. At linebacker, you know, it's kind of a question mark as far as like what true inside linebacker types, not the edge rusher types, but the true linebacker types that Florida's in on and has a legit shot at in this class. You know, I think right now it's it's looking like they're going to have to go out of state. You know, obviously. Justin Flo, the five-star linebacker out of California. He has not visited Florida yet, but the California experiment, you know, I think Florida's learned their lesson there, but that is a guy that they have been recruiting. He's made a visit to Miami. So, I mean, he has made an effort to come out to the state of Florida, just not to UF. So maybe not a guy you want to bet your bank on, but uh, they will have two guys on campus this weekend out of Tennessee in a four-star Bryson Eason, uh, another four-star Martavis French. They're teammates out of Tennessee Whitehaven, uh, right out of Memphis. So they're guys that Florida has offered. These, you know, this coming weekend when they're showing up on your on your barbecue, if these are guys that you want to fill in for that spot, you, you need to set the tone high. You need to make a good visit. Arkansas is a team that has trended in the crystal ball on 24-7 sports for those guys. I think Florida can pay, maybe make a better pitch to them there. Just, you know, Arkansas doesn't look too great. Um, they're on the up, but you know, here it is with Florida. You know, these are guys that you're going to have to target. And you need to impress them this weekend. Yeah, that's probably the issue with Florida and, and recruiting linebackers is they are going to have to go out of state. It seems like it just doesn't appear to be a great in-state uh, linebacking year uh, in 2020. And every time you have to go out of state, there are more hurdles and more concerns that you kind of have to n- navigate and, and get through. Yeah, I, as, as I was sitting there reading, I'm like, oh, the five-star Justin Flo, California. Sorry, yeah. guys. Especially after the, the failed Chris Steele uh, experiment. I'm not sure how how well Florida is going to be uh, recept, uh, received out there in California. That whole back and forth last night on Twitter between the current players and, and Steele just didn't seem like it, it uh, went over too well with some prospects out west. 
Yeah, it might be time to pull the plug on the California experiment. <laughs> All right, that'll be it for us. Uh, had to come in and do a real quick recap with the news of four-star linebacker, 2019 signee of the Florida Gators, Dewan Black, having to head to junior college. Give us five stars, follow us, and stay tuned to Swamp 24-7 for all your Florida Gators recruiting news, Florida football news, and everything else. Have a good one.